me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 373. I am your host, David C. Robertson, and in his triumphant return... My co-host, Jason Goss. Now I'm back, baby. <laughs> Today we're going to be uh, doing our little review and recap of uh, Gotham 316. Uh, Heroes Rise, These Delicate and Dark Obsessions. To recap, Penguin's old crew betrays him, but Ivy has a plan to find him an army of freaks. Bruce begins his training with a mysterious magical acupuncture artist who wants him to face his memories of Crime Alley. The enigmatic figure tells Bruce his destiny is to become a symbol that defends Gotham. The Court of Owls imports some kind of weapon, and Gordon's Uncle Frank sacrifices himself so that Gordon can join the court and continue the family's plan to take them down. So, uh, the... Uh, first off, I with the with the court at the very beginning... I was laughing. I, dude, I, totally. I, I, was, wrote I, this, I was literally laughing at it. I paused it now, and wrote right, this. Can I can I preface that by saying I don't know if you agree, but I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was pretty strong. It was all right, but it opened with like, <laughs> I'll let you, I'll favorite. let you, I'll let you say what you wrote down. Yeah, I wrote down. And now, before we vote to decide the fate of Gotham, let us turn the platform to reveal a miniature of the city, so that we may gaze upon it to glean, in some small way, what we must destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down masks, feathers, arts and craft, uh, arts and craft Gotham. I am not intimidated. <laughs> what was the point of any of that crap? It. I mean, I know they had to vote and all that. It's just, it just. They're a secret society. Who are they performing for? I, I, I know. Like, it's everyone in that room should. I, I get that there's some decor to, to decorum to what goes on in these kinds of things. There, there are traditions. There's like I've. Um, you know, I know a fair fair amount of what happens inside the Freemasons, for instance, and there's like a little bit of ritualism that's kind of there for a reason. It's I get ritualism. It's just this was silly. Mm-hmm. This was just silly. Everyone placed their feather down if they agree. Where do we get these feathers? Home Depot. And by the way, that feather is too long to be an owl's. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't know from what on that, but it just felt like it was yeah. bigger than an owl feather. Right. And definitely bigger than a bread box. Definitely bigger than a bread box. <laughs> All right. Also, I got a laugh out of this, too. And this is one of those, like, I, I laughed and I was happy. This is a more positive laugh. Um, as soon as he starts mentioning, like, chronic hepatitis, like, bullet goes into, like, MD mode. Like, oh, yeah, liver growth. Yeah, the Irish, uh, what do they call it? The Irish plague or whatever. 
Um, <laughs> it's like the Irish curse. The Irish curse or something like that. And yep. like he went into the, like it, the medical description of it. And I was just kind of like giggled like, oh, it makes sense that Bullock would be medically like, it, I mean, he, he sounded like a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could have gotten any better information from an actual doctor than he had on that. And I actually thought he was going to say that he knew so much about that because he drinks so much that he looked up what might happen to him. <laughs> but it made more sense for it to be like, oh, the old Irish curse. <laughs> I don't know that it made more sense. <laughs> By the way, my, my Irish guy is a pirate, apparently. Yeah, I know. It's one of those small things that I've just learned to live with. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could do a better um, one if I worked on it, but screw it. Well, you know, my my Irish guy is basically just a Scottish guy, but who sounds kind of happy. <laughs> That's actually about right. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so they're doing the, uh, like, they've cleansed the city twice before. Um, they're, they're straight up doing the, the Snyder version of Court of Owls. Like, they've done this many times before. It's time to cleanse the city again, you know. I mean, they're, well, I wouldn't say straight up. But well, uh, the 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 theme on that is like when the Court of Owls thinks the city needs to be cleansed, they do it. And I think in the God, I think in Court of Owls they've done it more than twice. But still, like yeah, but the fact that they've done it before, they're they're pulling straight from the original storyline. I'm I'm you know trying to get a bead on their on their motivations here, though. I mean, like, yeah, like what is it? What is it exactly they think needs cleansed so badly? Why have we jumped to this conclusion now? Yeah. I, I, uh, and you got like Uncle Frank going when the court has decided something. That's that's the thing. Yeah, like oh, that's good. Like oh, now they want you dead, so I'm gonna die, and then you become owl. Yeah, oh, that but, actually that actually was cool though. I mean, it, well, it seemed cool. It was it was a, stupid because it didn't make any sense. It did make none sense. of this makes none of this makes any sense. It it I think it made sense because Frank had been kind of uh, dual agenting the entire time. Yes. And that was, you know, that was part of it, but that can't last forever. And I think, uh, you know, <laughs> bullet to the head so so Gordon can finish what his dad started, and he can also, like, uh, I guess, give himself his own punishment for having to kill his, or, you know, for murdering his brother, essentially. I, that all makes sense. It's kind of poetic. It's. It, I thought it was, you know, end of the day, that's good writing. No, it's not. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Court of Owls, one would think, like, if they're like, hmm... You know, that, that Gordon's a troublemaker. Hey, Frank, kill your brother, right? And then, yeah, uh, yeah. The, then you know, you got this Jim Gordon character who comes along says, Oh, man, this guy killed my uh, killed my dad. I got to kill him, you know? This is what they're supposed to be thinking. You know what? We sent him to, you know, take down Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon killed him instead. We're just going to give him the seat. Why yeah, wouldn't he try to take down the court? They essentially because sent Frank, the, though, to recruit Jim. First, because they yes. they thought he'd be a, a powerful ally, but they I they know. and the only reason they sent him to take him down like when when um when she uh, I forget her head Al's name, but um when she realizes that James uh, that Jim needs to be killed, she like audibly sighs and says, "Ah, well, take him out, I guess." Like they she wants him more as an ally than is recommended like you're right she should be looking into it more and it it kind of doesn't make sense that they're not just like killing everyone who might possibly be a threat that part i'll give you but it, it's just she wants him so bad as an ally that she's willing to take a risk on him yeah that just that is that part that doesn't make sense to me i got yeah. I, I get what you're saying but same well i mean time you see what i'm saying about like the the roundabout of frank and the story had to end and that all yeah. makes sense like that part yeah i i gotta give him credit there like that's it's well-rounded makes sense Comes to a satisfying yeah. conclusion. You get a nice. Psh. I'm not. I am not satisfied. 
<laughs> I will say that the the guy that played Uncle Frank, I can't even remember his name, but he actually did a good job this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a little wooden before, but here he he did a good job. I I can't remember where I've seen him before, but it, he's one of those people where like every time I see his face, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. We're gonna be fine. I don't know. You know those like character actors, you just see them every now and then, and you go, oh, we're we're in good hands. Hmm. And then you immediately forget about him. And then you see him again and you go, oh, we're fine. <laughs> I don't know. This will be a fine I, episode. I, you know? I've never had that exact feeling about the guy. but Well, even then I'll like look know. him up on IMDb and go, oh, and then I'll completely forget. And next time I see him, it'll, it'll be like me swimming around in the goldfish bowl again. Like, oh, that guy. And then IMDb him again. That makes total sense. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not what you said. What? But the whole... The whole time I've been watching this, uh-huh. watching him on Gotham, I was like, you know, he reminds me of Raiden from that second crappy Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I just looked him up. He was Raiden in that, in that second, second crappy, crappy Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I knew I knew that awful voice. That makes sense, actually. I do remember him like, being there. Why, why aren't you Christopher Lambert? Is that, is that the one where they just killed Johnny Cage, like, in the first five minutes? Yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, that one actually yeah. messed with me when I was a kid. I'm like, ah, but he's a character. You, you, can't just, you can't just snap his neck. You sure can. Why is Luke Kang the only actor still there? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, so I, I really wanted to, to like Ivy. I want, uh-huh. I want to. I want to so badly. And then she's like a complete idiot. And then, <laughs> like, she'll do something and I'll think, like, oh, okay, I can kind of get behind that. And then, and then she'll just say something. And I think, oh, yeah, no, you need to go. I don't know. This is, uh, you know, in one way, I kind of feel like, yeah, like the Ivy of TAS, the Ivy of the comics, a smarter cat. She, um, yeah, she was a planner. On the other hand, you know, this Ivy, we have to remember, is still, like, what, 14, 15 years old? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, that's the thing, is, like, I, I keep seeing it in her that she's really just a child. It's not that mm-hmm. the actress actually isn't doing a decent job at playing, like, an adult who's acting like a kid. That It's just that I, I, I'm not sure I like the concept that much. I don't know. I, I literally wrote down, Ivy is officially fun. You think so, finally? What, what one you Yeah. Over? I finally <laughs> did have a moment where I kind of went, eh. I, I might be there, but for me, it well, was like later when um, when Ping, Penguin goes crazy on his old mate there. Uh huh. Um, well, I think I think Robin Lord Taylor just automatically ups the level of anyone he's playing off of. <laughs> Probably. Man, that guy commits. I mean, not not to take away from her performance because I think she was a lot of fun. She did a lot. I mean, it was she was just fun. She. Uh, you know, angry that he was such a jerk. And she did play it like a little kid, like a little 14, 15 year old kid. That's the thing. It's like, I, I'm right there on the edge. I want to like the concept and I, I've got nothing against the actress at this point. I'm glad she's through throwing pots at people, (laughs) but I just, I'm not quite there yet. And I think Uh I, I I just, I think I just need a little more time with her and I can, and I think where they're going with like her wrangling a freak army for penguin. I think I might dig Ivy by the end of this. Yeah, yeah. And she Hopefully. she finally did have a moment at the end where, like, because I went back and forth a little bit through the episode. And by the end, when she's just standing by and kind of, like, wincing, like, ooh, that's got to hurt. When uh, the guy gets brutally killed with <laughs> the tiny, <laughs> tiny garden instrument. 
I kept thinking, how would you even kill a man that big with that tool? <laughs> I don't even understand. I wa- I watched that scene four or five times. In fact, I watched all of the death scenes like four or five times in this episode. Because mm-hmm. Ben McKenzie, um, you weren't there. Um, ben McKenzie did this interview uh, where he was talking about how he loves the violence on the show and how is uh, is violence with class, how they have elegance. <laughs> so you, you wanted and- to test his theory? Well, I mean, not really. Just me and Bethany cracked up over the whole thing because it was like, not really, dude. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think maybe what he means is like it it it's kind of Hitchcocky and a little it it turns away, but you still see the effect. Like, I mean, I watched them literally behead a man this week. I I don't feel like they turn away too much. <laughs> That's a good point. By the way, that scene, um, that's some of the best choreography I've seen in a while. Yes, that, that looked, was that looked that phenomenal. Awesome. I mean, Absolutely. it may it's it's nonsensical. It doesn't make sense that you can dodge bullets by doing flips, but it looks fantastic. So I will take it. Let's. <laughs> I, I mean, I, there's suspension of disbelief, and then there's willful suspension of disbelief. I will smack myself in the head in the, right in the temple and disbelief that that's a problem, and absolutely enjoy him flipping around and killing people. Mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy the. Uh... Barbara and Tabitha reaction to that, like, oh, yeah, yeah we're gonna- we should go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did like that, like, uh, even Falcone never asked about 9C, you know? Yeah. Like, Barbara's getting in way over her head, and I kind of, I'm finally enjoying something they're doing with Barbara with, with that. Like, this is, she's way out of her depth. Yeah. But, I mean, every time she gets out of her depth, she seems to just, you know, grow longer legs. I know. And that's fine, but they've still got like, it's, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I just wish she'd chew a little less scenery when she's doing stuff. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That's still my only thing. It's I, I, I think they finally got a good direction with Barbara. I just, it's, I really do wish she would pull back a little bit. Tabitha's perfect. I don't think that's going to happen. Tabitha's perfect. She, like, she's playful and uh, kind of vile. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you fear her, but like you think she's enjoying herself, and that's you're actually more afraid of her for that. She's got it on the nose, I think. And if like Barbara was following her lead, I think a little bit, or Aaron Richards, I guess was. I think I think we'd be in a little bit better space. Hmm. I doubt that's going to happen. There's even there's even more evidence stacking up that Barb's going to become Harley. Yeah, it's kind of um pointing <clears throat> in that direction. And if they go full-fledged with it, where she's just a clown, that's that's actually fine. I mean, the thing is, she's, like, right in the middle right now for me. Again, apparently mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, right in the middles for me, I guess, in Gotham right now. But if she went whole hog and was just an absolute jester, I might be happy with that. I mean, I liked her in the elevator in that um, scene from earlier this year, when she really was just, like, his little court jester for his mental trip. That actually was good. I enjoyed her there. Mm-hmm. If that's what we do with her, it's it's actually I'm good, I'm down. But you, okay. like you can't be a mob boss that's almost clownish. Is my point. <laughs> like the Joker isn't a mob boss who's almost clownish. The Joker's a mob boss who's batshit crazy, and you don't need to get in the way of. Mm-hmm. And they're like toying with that dynamic, but not really going far enough with it. I think. Yeah. Oh, can I give you a couple lines I loved? Sure. No one gave you a gold star for thuggery. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, was that was good. And I just, uh, something we hadn't talked about yet, but we might as well get into, I guess. Um, you've never left that alley, Bruce. Not really. Yeah, I like that. 
jumping back though, I, I really loved, um, oh boss, when the guys hear you're still alive, they'll come running. What do you want me to do? That, Gabe! That. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, and oh, and when Gabe's under the, the the trance, it's a tiny freak who used to hold an umbrella. Nothing more. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. that's rough. I mean, I I could see killing him. I could see killing. Yeah. Him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess we'll get into Shaman real quick. Um, he was all right. I just I didn't care. Like it was fine. I thought it was interesting. Uh, that he said a symbol against fear as opposed to the Nolan concept of a symbol of fear. Um, not really a Nolan concept. It was no, nah, it's just something he leaned on a little comics, bit. But. No, the, the, the idea, I, one of the ideas of the, that symbol, that, you know, that symbol in the sky is supposed to, it's not supposed to be, it's fear for those who induce fear in others, but it's supposed uh-huh. to be a symbol of hope for anybody who just wants to live their damn life in Gotham. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be able to look up at that and go, oh, man, thank God he's on it. Yeah. Like, good, he's out tonight. I needed to do some shopping. Mm-hmm. I can go to the bodega without getting mugged, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what that's supposed to be for a lot of people. And I liked them kind of kind of leaning on this a little bit. And I, I really liked the line he pulled up, fear breeds hopelessness. Mm-hmm. It's a cool concept. Like, that's something I could kind of yeah. chew on for a while. I, I'm not sure how I feel about uh, someone having, I don't know, instilled in Bruce something so early on. Like, I feel like this is like a puppet master situation as opposed to just Bruce being like, nah, man, this is something that's got to happen because this is my deal. Yeah, I mean, we're used to the idea that um, he made that promise at bedside, you know, and and just it was something he did out of pure will, you know, and Alfred joined the battle. Like, that's the story we're used to. But Which you should never keep a promise that you made at bedside because, you know. (laughs) You're about to go to bed. You were drowsy. You're you're drowsy. Your brain's not right. You know, you wake up. Suddenly you've got a whole different perspective. It's like a New Year's resolution. You were drunk, man. You were drunk. More rational. It's, Nothing it's, good ever happens after 2 a.m. No, that's what I like. No, it, <laughs> How many people, and write us in if you've done it, have ever planned to go to a spin class at 6 in the morning when you were drunk at 1230 talking to one of your friends? I've watched this yeah. happen. I have watched people make plans like, we're going to go to the gym early in the morning. You're drunk right now, dude. There's no freaking way. Like you're, you, have had, you have had eight shots while I've been watching and you pre-gamed. You're not going to be at spin class at 6 in the morning. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah i i wait, did wait, wait, i, I liked the like uh i liked the little training scenes though and the there has been um david mizzou has been talking a lot about how his time in wherever it is he is now is going to he's going to be betrayed over there like it's going to take him to a dark place i think he's going to like mm-hmm. start being taken down this road and then he's going to take the decision on himself like i feel like they're trying to push him in a certain way he's going to realize yeah. that maybe they're doing it for their own reasons He's going to mm-hmm. betray them and then decide, you know what? They were right about a couple of things and then yeah. take it upon himself. I think that's where that goes. Sure. Also, you know, it's Gotham's rewriting their own book. If they want to do it as like a puppet master and he had a mentor. Okay. If it's a, if it's a yeah. decent mentor, yeah. I can be down with that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm on board. I'm just, you know, it's a little weird for me. Yeah. What I'm not, what I'm not on board for is Lee. Just Lee. Lee in general. Yeah. Just done with it right now. Like, you know, how can he's you just, just do just, that? How can you just walk away from all that damage you've caused? Oh, God. Leave a path of destruction in yeah. your wake. I'm just a little like, done with her right now, and I hate that because I really love that character. Yeah, I like that actress, and I like the character as presented in the books, but right now they're not doing much with her that I, I mean, care about. I mean, I liked her on the show, past tense. Right now, this is bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty rough. 
Oh, I, I've just got one more thing. Um, these delicate and dark upset. Who wrote that title? That's just weird. <laughs> That's just a dumb title. Like seriously, like one of the Bromte sisters wouldn't have written that title. They would have thought, oh no, I should probably call it Withering Heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I might have written that title. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we gotta be out. Um. <laughs> There's the, uh, did you see the promo for next week? Basically looks like the court versus Nigma. Oh, that sounds cool. I haven't seen the promo, but that sounds cool. It looks cool. It looks cool. Oh, man. It was a meaty episode. I'm glad we spent some time on it. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, we uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of DC on Screen. Uh, it, you know, if you have, if you watch Gotham and you have, uh, well, you shouldn't be listening to this if you don't. <laughs> But, uh, you know, if you got any uh, opinions about Gotham you would like to talk to us about, you can message us and uh, we'll throw it on the air, see what happens. And you're guaranteed uh, to get on the air because we do not get enough opinions <laughs> about Gotham from people. We don't. Um, <laughs> DC on screen at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at DC on screen, one word. Um, we're about to come right back with Lucifer214 Candy Morningstar little recap and review of that until then guys keep some dc on your screen spring forward at banana republic factory with 50 to 70 percent off everything shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from 1999 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.